You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, we are the Fantasy Joes. I am at our librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, is at FantasyJoe underscore Will, Will Greenwood, and at Takes with Jake, Jake Patterson. And we have a special guest. Um, his name is Eric Mike Averta. Did I did I totally butcher your last name, Eric? <laughs> It was pretty close. It was pretty close. <laughs> um, and uh, so Eric is one of our league mates in the greatest show on paper. And it's a league that I just joined. And I, I really wanted to get in after we're talking about one of the shows. And then there was an opening. So, so fortunately, I'm in. And we're going to talk about the rookie draft, do something a little bit different. So we're going to look at this league, talk about the rookie draft. And I think some of the takeaways will be useful to you and your dynasty league so we're excited about uh, you joining the show eric thanks for coming on the fantasy joes yeah thanks for having me i'm excited so Five where should we <laughs> where should we well, start I, i'm sorry go ahead i, 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 I thought that we'd start with like jake just going through with a quick like uh rules base <laughs> i'm a little bit concerned if he can or can't uh so <laughs> so it's a 14 team super flex league, uh tight end premium but is there anything else you want to add to that jake um no <laughs> jake, is the uh, jake is the commissioner of this league and built this league so okay so yeah, you can move right off from prepared. there totally so, fine so, so how long has this league been in existence and and we, we're all three of you in it from the beginning we were headed into our third season and we were all participating in the startup. Yeah. I finished, I finished second, but first in overall points during the regular season, the first season. Uh, and then I think like what, like fourth or maybe other than the first round of playoffs, fourth or sixth, like last season. And I have an aging out team where I have traded away a lot of my picks for the future. Uh, Jake won last year. He's kind of built this interesting team that uh, I still believe can be taken down. I'm going to try to do it. Hey, Jake, have you have you Eric, won the no. league and how have you finished? Uh, go ahead. I was going to have Eric weigh in real quick. Okay, Eric, go. I'm sorry, go, Eric. So, what what's your history in the league? How have you finished? What's your what's the status of your team? Do you feel like you're a contender? You're aging out. You're up and coming. I'm uh, none of the above. I'm like <laughs> I was. Uh, I was. I think I was maybe middle of the pack first year. Uh, bottom four uh, last year. Uh, I'm. This is like my third year doing Dynasty and uh, my first year doing the 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 auction draft the, for the startup was it, that was a complete first for me. I've never done that before. It was very interesting. Yeah, it was really fun with 14 teams and then going to that auction because I'm still not like overly familiar with Dynasty auction, but I did this format was awesome. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit like there's five flex spots. There's one running back spot, one wide receiver. Super That's flex. a good point. It's, Thank you for explaining the league better than I did. Yeah, it's, 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 it's start one at each position, <laughs> and then it's, the rest is uh, you know five flex spots, but one of those flex spots is a super flex. So yeah. part of my problem was how difficult sleeper can be on desktop. <laughs> so I have tracked down our scoring settings. I just wanted to be as specific as possible. So running, it's a tiered PPR. Running backs will get half half point PPR. Wide receivers get a full point, and tight ends get one point five. 
Yeah, that's like, that's one of the. the I, I can't believe I, I specifically left the league this year. Well, not only for this reason, but because it was on Sleeper. And now I've one of my dynasty leagues has moved to Sleeper and I joined a, a Sleeper league. I don't know what I was thinking. That's one of my my bones to pick with Sleeper is that it's hard to find things like scoring settings. You got to really dig for them. Uh, it's annoying, but hopefully they'll fix that. Anyway. And in, um, general, and in general, I check all my notifications on Sleeper and it still gives me that like one thing in the corner. Like I still have like one notification that I haven't checked and I don't know where that thing exists. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hide my March Madness tournaments that I participated in. Like I don't need to see them anymore, but I can't get rid of them. I, I, I can't get <laughs> it just, out. It's so annoying. Hey, it just says, hey, Ryan, Illinois didn't win the, <laughs> the championship. Yeah, they said a reminder, <laughs> just you assholes. Throw in your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, anyway. So it is it's a fourteen team super super flex league. It's very so it's very active. This is an awesome league that we're all in together, and I think that's a good point to like go into this rookie draft is because it's a very active community. It is not it's not like overly complicated scoring, but it is start one in each position and then a bunch of flex spots and one uh, super flex spot. And, and Jake, but before we get into the draft, tell, tell us about your history in the league. So you, you've got a, I'm assuming a lot of youth on your team. And what, how have you, how have you done in the past? Um, so <laughs> I started and I just did my startup thinking that I was going to be competitive year one. And that did not work out so well. Um, I remember drafting, like it was a auction. I think I picked David Johnson. Um, like I said, I was really going for it year one and it ended up, finishing last place. Um, but luckily with productive struggle earlier on draft picks and good trades, I won the league the year after. And in a 14 team league, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, for sure. And, and maybe, maybe one of the leading contenders to win, although will is, is coming after you and, and Eric, you, you feel like you got a chance this year. Um, no, <laughs> I, <laughs> my team is definitely, I'm, I'm uh, just trying to hold on right now or sell some pieces, maybe <laughs> whatever yeah. I do have. Yeah. And the team that I, we were talking about a dispersal and then between the, the, you know, the person went into the dispersal and I, we just, just kind of decided I've been super busy with work and it's like, it's not going to change our fortunes. They're pretty much the same pieces. So uh, my, t- my team is definitely, I'm looking like three years into the future because I, I just, it's going to be a while, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, let's get into this draft and we should begin with the uh, 101, as we said, Superflex. And uh, did you guys try to acquire the 101 in this league? Did it was Steve that, that had the 101? Did he try to shop it? Cause I was not involved in the rookie draft. I'll tell listeners. So, okay. I don't so know what happened. It, yeah. It's very important to, for everybody to know that like Steve is just not a great uh, fantasy owner in person in general. Uh, he, he often tries to fleece you on trades and will send you very one-sided things. He will berate you in group texts and not send anything nice. I kid. Uh, Steve is actually a great member of the league, but he was looking so much forward to this pick that it was, it, this was an off limits pick. Uh, Steve is great as a great guy. And this is the smartest pick in the draft and the safest pick that we've had in a super flex format. I feel like since uh, I think maybe Barkley came out. So he, he slammed home Trevor Lawrence and that was, the like the the one on one in a fourteen team superflex league, uh, where it's not like exponential score. There's no like uh, points for carry. There's no like you know big bonuses for running backs or anything like that. And quarterbacks do they're a very key part of your uh, championship success. Uh, it's 
was it easy enough for Steve? I don't really have any more comments than that. Other than that, like Steve is a, an o, an okay kind of guy. Hmm. Uh, I, we probably don't need to waste any time on that. There were no trades. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Eric, Jake, you want to add anything there? Um, I just I just wanted to mention that Steve is probably like below average looking as well. That's Only that's uh, honestly that's month the month. best compliment you could give him. So yeah, but, yeah, I yeah like we can move Mention anything about that? So. Unfortunately, a Giants fan as well. Oh, that's rough. We shouldn't even make fun of him because it's so bad. Okay. <laughs> and and I believe Jason, who had the one on two, is an Eagles fan. So there we go. There's the NFC East League. Um, uh, so also no trades. It looks like Jason took Trey Lance, which I think is Jason assault. was also a, a, an orphan team takeover, right? Uh, in year two. Yes, he was. Yeah, so he he stank this great pick in Trey Lance. I don't. He's not looking to, based on his roster that I've seen. Uh, he's not looking to win this year, and Trey Lance is the perfect pick for a win next year. The first so, three picks should be easy, just based on the need at quarterback. Um, I think everyone could agree that these were probably the top three picks, regardless. Well, I, I mean, let, let's see what uh, Iraq thinks about this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so. I, I needed to make a trade, and uh, Dave definitely really uh, he he was taking pits. It sounded like from didn't matter uh, if we made this trade or not. We all knew um, he was taking pits. Yeah. You, you, Eric, you want to talk about the trade because you have the one hundred three, um, or no, you have the one hundred four, and yes. Dave has the one hundred three, right? So what? Yeah. What so what was, the, what was the conversation like to move up? Um. Honestly, it wasn't much. It, uh, I only had to move back a couple spots in the second, and I was willing to do that to take a, a very big need and get Justin Fields. Now, uh, if you thought he was taking pits, why did you even do it? I think of it afterwards. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, oh, he he's like, he's uh, got a big grin ear to ear taking pits there. I think it's so- a great move for you. And I had to. I had to regardless either way. So, again, uh, like, Eric, I think this is a great move in a 14-team league. So, you got to think that those those spots in the second round, they're not – we're not talking about, like, the 24th and 20th. You're, you're like – sorry, like, 20th to move back. We're pushed back further. So, yeah. they need to move back just to secure it. And, honestly, it makes it feel so much more relaxed in a rookie draft. It takes the stress off. If he's going to take pits at three anyway, uh, I won. I I don't think Pitt should be taking over fields in this league. So that's a, that's, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, I agree. But so it's very low risk and you got what you needed and then you could like relax. You could take like a deep sigh of relief. So mm-hmm. easily, I would do the same thing. I, I, the one Oh, the one Oh three and two Oh seven for uh sorry, the, the one Oh four and two Oh four for the one Oh three and two Oh seven, I think is, I have no qualms and and love that deal. Yeah, I, I'm I have a bias because I'm a Bears fan, as, as you might be able to see here. But, <laughs> um, but you you inter- channeled your inner Ryan Pace. I like that you moved up one spot to take your guy. But uh, but I think I think it made sense for for your team and for him. It's a win win deal. And and honestly, in that tier, which we'll talk about when we get to the second round, you you, you got you you might have got the same guy at the two of seven that we got the two of four. You know, I, I think those guys are kind of in the same tier. So I I think it's a great move and. Good deal. And a win-win. I, I love deals like this. But if it's you, but if it's him, he gets his guy, you get your guy. Perfect. So, 
so yeah, so the 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 top three QBs off the board, and then Kyle Pitts at uh, one hundred four, and then Jake, you get into the action here. Um, you've got the one hundred five. Um, did you did yeah. you have the one hundred five, or you? It looks like you made a deal to acquire it. Yeah, I, uh, I won last year, so there's no chance I had the one hundred five. Um, but I did acquire it just. We've established that, by the way. Humble it wasn't a pick I had it like much earlier. Um, one thing I wanted to mention with the trade previous was uh, one of the reasons why Dave made that trade, I have to assume, is because he had Baker Mayfield and Tua Tangavaloa at quarterback already. So if I was in his shoes, I probably would have still wanted that third QB who could be like a franchise-changing guy. But I can see where his head's at with, with uh, going a different route, getting a franchise-changing guy in a tight end. Um, now, what I did at pick 105 – I actually regret it. So what happened was Deshaun Watson was in the middle of his um, everything he's in still in the middle of, but there was definitely more risks to it at the time. Um, people, his career was in jeopardy, um, things like this. But so I essentially offered Deshaun Watson for every early pick I could. And my goal there was to pivot from Watson to a Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, if I could. Obviously, Lawrence wasn't going to happen. Um, so kind of worst case scenario, Chase fell to me. But in the exact same breath, I was content with it because I have such little wide receiver depth on this team. I had DK Metcalf, and after that was Jameson Crowder. So to add a Jamar Chase to my lineup is pretty crucial when I'm a championship-level team, and Jamar Chase can help me do that for years. But obviously, going from Deshaun Watson to Jamar Chase is definitely a downgrade in a 14-team Superflex. Yeah, and, and look at your QB situation. So you got Kyler Murray, so you're good there. But then you've got some – your QB2 is kind of interesting. Maybe it's Cam Newton. Maybe it's Teddy Ridgewater. Am I missing something on your roster? Is it another – No, that's, that's it. I, yeah. It's definitely a hole that I need, and it sucks because Watson filled that. So like I said, it's definitely a regret I have. Well, hey, I, I happen to be the Drew Lock owner if you want to lock up that uh, tandem in Denver. So let's talk, Jake. I'm not convinced either of them are starting for Denver. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that Aaron Rodgers is still looming large out there, isn't he? Uh, I, love, other... I, I do love this offseason for that like aspect of it. As a, as a big Aaron Rodgers owner in Dynasty, uh, I hope he goes somewhere else, and I hope Deshaun Watson goes somewhere else too because it makes Dynasty so much more fun. They will change the, the, the landscape of everything, and that's what I'm here for. Oh yeah, man, that, that for fantasy and also uh, for, for you as a Vikings fan, me as a Bears fan to get Aaron Rodgers out of the division. Oh, well, that'd be, that'd be. Oh, I mean, I've, I've been secretly hoping before though, all the scandals is that uh, the Vikings would acquire Deshaun Watson somehow. And I was so excited. And then it turns out that he might be like a horrible person. We'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully he isn't, but if he is, I hope the full context of everything comes down on him and he never plays again. Anyway. I moved Watson up to QB six. So pretty much where he was pre. Anyway, we should, we should get back to the draft here. Yeah. But that's, but that's, yeah. Interesting, interesting deal. And, uh, you know, Jamar chase, we've talked about him. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, is, is uh, an exciting talent an exciting guy to get at the one Oh five, honestly. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for you, Jake. Cause it's Wait, I, Jake, I bet you wish you took Najee Harris there. 
but we'll get to that (laughs) all right so uh Corey is up at the 106 uh patreon supporter um so you can support us on patreon fancy what patreon.com slash fantasy joes there it is there's the plug um it looks like this this pick i'm looking at your notes jake you want to talk about how did this pick get moved a couple of times yeah i'm trying to figure out how i wrote it out myself so joel traded this pick um 106 and terry mclaurin to steve for 109 110 201 and Pittman. okay um, it's a big deal oh jeez a lot of pieces you know what and then no so this is uh no, so then, so, so then Corey sent Steve the uh, digs for the 106. So, yes, just look Thank back you. on it in a, in, a, in a vacuum right here on the clock. It, it was digs for the 106. Uh, and Corey, who had uh, uh, he has a big quarterback need, so he moved up to here with digs. Now, what do you guys think about trading stuff on digs for Zach Wilson? It's a risk. It's a risk. But yeah. the thing is, like, the, you you buy up for the lowest rated quarterback at this point in this draft, and he went at the 102. And I, I honestly, guys, I'm I'm kind of for this type of deal. You, we looked at the way the wide receiver ranks drop year over year. Diggs just had his best season, and I bet that I, I would be willing to give him more that's Diggs' best season ever versus that he will get better than this. So I, I don't mind it. Steve is transitioning to be in a competitive window. He's made, we'll get into it more in the draft, but he made a few trades like this where he's trading a pick for a vet. So clearly Diggs is going to be more of a year one asset um, where Corey's in a rebuild, right? So when you don't have quarterbacks in a 14 team super flex league, well, he, yeah, he it's lost, kind of a no brainer for him at this point. Yeah, he lost Philip Rivers. That was the big one. Sorry, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still has Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, um, but but yeah, the rest of his roster, pro- he's he's not going to contend, and he'd be the first. First of all, fourteen it, so. team league, Rod. I feel like everybody can contend. That's anyway. Well, I got heat for saying that in the group chat. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I still think there's going to be teams that are separated. Um, in my experience with fourteen team leagues, uh, but. Um, Eric, what do you think of, of the steal? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It, it is a, uh, a really good trade, especially at, like you guys said, 14 team league. You, there's only what you need, it's a super flex. You need 28 QBs right there that are gone, and there's only so many to, to go around. So, I and ideally, you, you kind of have you kind of want three, you're not going to get that. he's got to make that deal. Yeah. And if, if Zach Wilson is the Justin Herbert of this past season, a a person who was uh, like, yeah, he was just discounted throughout the whole process, you know, and you just take that risk reward scenario to me is worth it. So that's why, that's why I, I didn't mind it whatsoever. And now we come to a couple boring picks. (laughs) One thing I love about this league is almost every pick has a trade beside it, which is pretty much the, the epitome of a, a great league. Um, yeah, so I acquired this pick in 2019. So I ended up trading 
DJ Moore for a first in 2020, a future first in 2021, and a third in 2020 as well. Wow. So I got two firsts for DJ Moore. Nice haul. Yeah. And I turned one of those firsts into Najee Harris. Right. That's, that's great. And, And yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's a world I, I love DJ Moore uh, and there's a world where he bounces back and his, his dynasty value goes back up. But, but even so, I mean, the, right now, early returns are looking like he definitely won this, this deal, even if and, DJ Moore bounces back. And, and in 2019 during this time, DJ Moore was worth two firsts, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that it uh, turned out, I would take Najee Harris over DJ Moore in a startup right now. And we talked about it in the Patreon show about, the fluctuation of wide receivers and rankings, right? Even the young ones, you you think you can be sure about, but Juju Godwin, DJ Moore is another one. And, and you can't be too excited about DJ Moore right now. I mean, he's he's amazing talent, but the that situation in Carolina, and then maybe that changes. Maybe Deshaun Watson goes there, and all of a sudden, you know, just uh, you know, uh, wheels up. But I, I don't know. I mean, being attached to Sam Darnold, I don't see them doing that this year necessarily. Eh. We'll see. We'll see where, where his career goes. But yeah, Harris is a nice pick at the 107. And, and Jake, you keep going here. You've got I did, yeah. So I've made another trade. Always trying to acquire rookie picks. It's where you get the most value. It's like where you can get the biggest gap in dynasty leagues. Should always be trying to acquire rookie picks. So this was before the draft. I traded Kamara coming off a league winning season and Kareem Hunt for Akers. Rest in peace, and the 108. Who I then drafted Travis Etienne. Yeah, I I think this trade looks a lot better right now. At you know this draft was like what six weeks ago, uh-huh. eight weeks ago, and uh, I don't know how I don't know how you can uh, feel 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 bad about it. Poor no, Rounders. Even you think it's even now. No, I'm, no, I'm no. completely joking. I was gonna say, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I'm just sad that we will not get to see Peak Acres, and I was so excited for his, even like I, 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 I had gotten rid of all my Acres shares based on the hype and where he was going, and uh, but I, I still like wanted to see because he's such a great player, and we're gonna lose that, and we'll see how he recovers and how this all goes, so uh. The trade, I don't think, is relevant, but I think Etienne, uh, before Javante Williams, Mac Jones, kind of all the wide receivers, I think it's a smart choice. I'm still a huge Travis Etienne fan. I think it's just a a quick, easy pick. So So just to summarize, so far I drafted Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, and Travis Etienne. The RB1, 2, and the wide receiver 1 of this draft class coming off of a championship season. This is not a uh, hey. Let's let's talk about how Jay, how well Jake did in this draft. I thought we we're talking about rookie values as we go along. But but one thing, Jake, I will say is that you you. I mean, you're doing great in this draft, but in this deal, you gave up AK forty one. You know, you gave up Alvin Kamara, which I understand why you did it. But I'm looking at Anders' team now, and you know his his roster is pretty decent. I don't know where he finished last year, but you know he's got you know Josh Allen and Justin Herbert as his two QBs. Now he's got Kamara. You know, Galladay could bounce back. Or Smith Jr., who, uh, you know, I, I think is intriguing. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton could have a huge year. Chase Claypool. So his, his roster is pretty, pretty decent. So I think he's – I think Anders probably has to feel – obviously that he got rid of Akers and Akers got hurt. He feels good about that. But I, I don't think he – I think he probably feels pretty good about this deal too. No, yeah, you can't hate adding a piece that 
like won leagues the year previous and still has the potential to keep doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know we're down on him and we worry about maybe Taysom Hill gets the starting role and how does that impact his value? But man, he's one of the, the few, you know, what we can count on one hand, maybe guys that we think could be monsters at running back that could single-handedly win you your championship week. I mean, he's, he's on that list. Right. So. Um, hey, Eric, Eric, where do you see uh, Kamara in the like dynasty running back landscape? How many guys are you taking over him? Oh boy. Um, there's a few. He's still, uh, I forget how old uh, Kamara 26. is, but he, 26. So what, he's got another two, three, maybe, maybe years, uh, years left. I'd probably take him. I'll, I'll give you some guys to pick between. Okay. Kamara or CEH? Oh, Kamara. Gibson? That's tough. Uh, I put I probably put them close. I put probably put them right there together. Probably lean Camara. If you're looking at dynasty in a two three year window, Camara is the better player. So I'd probably take that. Yeah, it definitely depends where your team is at. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so like like right like McCaffrey, uh, Barkley, Taylor that fourth spot uh like is it is like you're probably Kamara over Zeke like where we're we going for fantasy yeah, I'd points go, I'd, so, go Kamara, I'd go Kamara over Zeke uh Dalvin Cook who's like he might be the one-on-one redraft pick at this point yeah redraft yeah absolutely uh be be pretty close yeah I probably I probably still take Kamara over Zeke or sorry uh Cook Kev because Akers is gone now. I don't think you take Swift or Dobbins over him. So, yeah, I think Kamara kind of sits right in there like the RB4, right? Yeah, it's pretty, clo- it's pretty close. He's my RB9. Yeah, but <laughs> you know just... how, you, how much you value youth. <laughs> Especially for running backs, right? Because if I'm getting three additional years of prime, it's tough because Kamara's got that ceiling of league winning. But yeah, that's exactly like, it. It's hard to say that Antonio win. Gibson doesn't, or DeAndre Swift doesn't, or the but they haven't. Doesn't. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's what makes this fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that and that's this trade illustrates why why Dynasty is so interesting because we, you know this thing's changed quickly. Injuries happen, unfortunately. Guys come out of nowhere. You know, like the. Um, uh, why am I slipping on his name? The the running back in Jacksonville, um, the starter. Robinson. Robinson, yeah. They, I mean, they come out every once in a uh, while. Travis Etienne. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So, <laughs> Mike Davis. Mike Robinson <laughs> chair. Mike Davis finished running back eight. He's a great man. Great man. All right. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're at the, the one hundred and nine now. One hundred and nine. Yeah. So Joel is up with his first pick. Does he does he have this pick or did he no he acquired he it? Acquired like. it. Yeah. Yeah. So he traded back a little bit or or traded uh back. The first one of six deal that was made. Yeah. So he no, had he traded up on this deal, right? Yeah. No, he had the one oh six and McLaurin. Oh yeah, and he sorry. Traded it to Steve to get the one oh nine, one ten, two oh one, and Pittman. Yeah, so 106 is McLaurin for 109, 110, 201, and Pittman. 
and I took Javante Williams, and I'm a huge Javante Williams fan, and I think with this Cam Akers injury, there's a great potential. One of those uh, Denver running backs is out of there, and this is, could be one of the most high upside picks of the draft, and 109, and again, 14 teams, Superflex for Javante Williams, I'm all for this. It's, he is the only, like, him, to me, and Jamar Chase in a rookie draft are like, they waffle in value to me, because you want that running back prime and we don't know how wide receiver is going to peak, but uh, yeah, I, great pick. Yeah. I, uh, I love Javante Williams. I don't think there's any qualms at the pick at all. Um, so Steve turned the 109, 110, 201 Pittman for Diggs and McLaurin. So that was his transition to more of a win now. Wide receivers. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Joel used those picks to get, Javante Williams, Matt Jones, and Rashad Bateman. So I think yeah. both teams did pretty good. We should just go down the draft because then 110, Joe goes Mac Jones, which I think 110 must be the uh, – that's like Mac Jones' like pre-draft value in 12-team, 14-league, 14-team, 8-team, whatever. Mac Jones goes yeah. at the 110 everywhere. Have you guys seen yeah. him slip further passes? I, I mean – I feel like he's the the one ten lock in every league. So not that he should go earlier than that, but it just reminds me of past rookie drafts of that QB falling to the end of the first, and he's going to end up being one of the best values of the draft, like Justin Herbert, Sean Watson. Like I feel like the list goes on and on. I hope so. Let's keep this trend going. Let's keep rookie drafts interesting with that last quarterback in the first round. So. Yeah, I think I think it's the right pick here, and it, especially in a fourteen team league. And and he's his. It's gonna be interesting to watch his career, see what what happens with Mac Jones, because I because I do think we the, there's been so much hate on Mac Jones. I, I I do think there is a world, especially in New England of all places, where you know he he could be a you know pretty reliable QB too. It's at some point in his career, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm cheering yeah. I'm cheering for him actually. Yeah, hey, Eric, you hate Mac Jones. Why? Because <laughs> he's on New England. <laughs> good answer <laughs> all right do you think he starts this year do you have any mac jones anywhere what are your no, thoughts no i i uh i finished the last a lot in my league so i i generally get higher picks <laughs> still doesn't help that, that's a great question you asked eric though about who's going to start in new england does mac jones start I think it's a. I don't think we know, and I think it's a fascinating question because I, I, I think some of us are optimistic. There's a world, especially Jake in this league, that Cam Newton. You know, um, it turns out last year he was hampered because of COVID that he had, and he was hampered because he didn't know the system. And now that he's healthy, he's going to come back and 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 you know be closer to the old Cam. But you know, I I don't know. I mean, the, the I think they want to win. I think I think Bill Belichick wants to win, and their defense is, is certainly a. Uh, uh, you know, maybe one of the best in the league. So they they need some competent quarterback play. They they need the offense to do something. So we'll see. I, I can't wait to see it. To what happens in New England? So it's going to be fun. Should we keep moving on? Keep going? Yeah, yeah. We, we should probably also speed this up. Just a, a okay, we'll speed it up. We'll speed up a little bit. All right. Long with the one eleven Philadelphia Eagles fan. Who can yeah. guess who he picks? Well, Devon yeah, the, yeah. But before we get there, so Will, it looks like at one point this was your pick. 
um because i'm looking at the notes here not oh, not yeah, during yeah. this draft but like we had season before and it was a <clears throat> huge deal that was moved here you made with jason for him to get it yeah so first of all it did finish fourth in this league uh important to note but uh i i paid i was paying the iron price last season for lamar jackson uh, i am still in a lamar jackson and I'm not moving him i'm actually trying to reacquire him this year but uh i want lamar jackson because he still has the best league winning upside at quarterback that we've seen in the past few years. He's significantly better to me, uh, in, like in my opinion, than Kyler Murray's like rushing upside. And he can at least improve as a passer. And I, I think that we maybe haven't seen his peak yet. So uh, I was wrong going into this last season. He didn't have a great season, but I am a huge Lamar Jackson fan. So I paid, uh, paid, paid the iron price, paid the iron price for Lamar Jackson. So that, that was, so you traded this this first round pick, Jalen Rager, Noah Fant, um, Hayden Hurst, DJ Chark, Evans. Was that Mike Evans? Yep, Mike Evans and Philip Rivers for Lamar Jackson, Zach Ertz, and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm assuming that's who. That yeah, Vaughn Keyshawn is. Vaughn worked out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but if you look at that deal now, you know Rivers is out of the league. Um, you know Devonta Smith. I don't know. I, I'm sure. Jason's happy with this deal and are you, you're still satisfied. You're still happy. You got Lamar Jackson. Any regrets? If you could go back and undo this deal, would you? Uh, I mean, I, this is a tough one because Hearst is replaced. Uh, Rivers is retired. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I guess I would. I, I think I would. It's essentially Evans, Chark, Fant, Rager, and a first for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Which I think is pretty fair for both sides. Um, I, I don't in a rebuild, so I feel like more assets is pretty like a, a decent shot to have. Um, I think he was putting a, a lot into Jalen Reger at the time. Again, big Philadelphia Eagle fan, so definitely some homerism there. But I, I, Evans, Chark, Fant, Reger first isn't a I, decent, isn't a bad haul. I did no. move Keyshawn Vaughn for uh, what's to do on the Packer, uh, my, my boy on the Packers. Uh, like later on, but anyway, I, I don't, I don't regret it. But I think, I think it's pretty fair. But it's also like this: since Rivers has retired, it's made it like easier to digest. And uh, I, I honestly like, I, I think Lamar Jackson still might be worth that in price, but that also might be me holding out too hard onto Lamar Jackson. So it's, it's, it's tough. So, the, like the counter argument is, this is a bunch of quarters for a dollar. And Lamar Jackson, a fourteen-team super for flex league. Yeah, it's like that it's like eight. Goals. It's like eight quarters for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> and it. I mean, hey, Eric, what do you think of Devonta Smith? Um, because you know he's this very polarizing guy. Some people really love him. I mean, we know he's undersized, but he certainly was talented. So, what do you do? You think he could be this fantasy stud, the fantasy stud? Or are you just totally out on him? I'm not out on him. Uh, they need him to be. Uh, Rager didn't show much. Now, mind you, uh, our single white side, <laughs> yeah, with white side, but it's it's hard to put. It's hard to say that this guy is gonna because of his size. I don't know if he's gonna is gonna hold up long term. So you're out. Um. You got you, yeah. You got the. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably out on him. I'd rather I'd much rather chase. I'd probably rather waddle. Uh, oh yeah, I mean Ch- Chase is easily above. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, he's your rookie and, wide and waddle, group. but like uh, I'd probably take waddle over Smith. What about Bateman? Unfortunately, I would not. I would probably take Smith over Bateman. Yeah, I love Bateman. Elijah Moore. <sighs> oh, I take I take Javon Smith over Elijah Moore. Yeah, I'm, 30, probably, I'm taking Smith. Over. 31 days out of February. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about. I, I want to talk to you guys about Elijah Moore when we get to that pick because I, I I'm curious how your feelings are because he he seems to be this riser uh, now among the rookies because of all the hype he's been getting and I I like Elijah Moore but it's it's interesting that you know he's getting the hype and I, I think maybe if this draft was done today maybe he goes higher I don't know but of course of course next is um, Jalen Waddle I shouldn't say of course but. It seems a logical pick, and I think most of us sounds like maybe all of us would have taken considered Waddle ahead of Smith. I, I certainly would have as well. Um, and this was Jason that made the pick, Jason H. And different Jason. Yeah, different Jason. And th- this also involved a trade. Maybe it was a trade that was done in. Um, it looks like it was last year. So uh, Steve sent this feature first, which I'm assuming is the is the, was this pick, the 112, and got back Chris Godwin. So. You know, I think I'd rather have Godwin over Waddle. So I think ultimately, oh, all day, yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> all day Jake? over these picks. What about you, Jake? I will break the news that I have Waddle ahead of Godwin. Really? Life, and I don't feel good about it. You shouldn't. That's a horrible oh. choice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Godwin finished wide receiver two this season. Like, yeah. and he is still proven to be an elite wide receiver. It is young. He has so many, so many more years of his prime left. I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I also think I think I think Godwin is like he's might be the well, most underrated wide well, receiver well, going this season. Yeah, no, he's just cheap. He's the cheapy he might he he might ever be in the next three years. So he is, and the thing I have a problem with Godwin is you got Evans, Godwin, and AB. I don't like any of them this year, or I like the cheapest, which is AB. So you put Godwin one year older, he's going to be 26 and a half. Like, and he's going to be obviously a free agent. So that'll be when his situation will change, but I just don't like him as much this year. And then I just know he's going to be another year older. So it's like, it's stupid, but. Well, I think the thing with Godwin is, is, you know, he was injured off and on last year and I, I'm, I'm not worried about AB and t- I've, we've talked about this on the show before. I, I, I mean, I, I, let's, let's see if he actually is playing week one, right. He could get suspended. Cause he's just, uh, you know, he's a head case at this point in his career. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I think Godwin could end up being the number one target in Tampa Bay and, and with Tom Brady, I, I, I think Tom Brady still has stuff left in the tank. And I, I think he could have a, a pretty big year, a pretty monster year. And, um, and and rise in value so and i just worry about waddle uh, i i'm i'm trying to be optimistic about tua but I, I know he's younger but but i feel like godwin we've seen it we know he's performed he's super talented he, he may he's a free agent and i think next year he might he, you know I, he could go to a worse situation but he could go to a better situation so I, I i like godwin um as well i took godwin and scott fishbowl will you know I, I thought of you when i made that pick i'm like will loves godwin so Anyway, he's gonna be great. This is he's gonna be great moving forward. He's the Allen Robinson of this like this like age. 
I don't disagree with you at all. But he's, I think he might be better. That's, I have to switch that for sure. Yeah. I, that, like, if I can go and acquire Godwin for any, after the Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and the three quarterbacks and Kyle Pitts, let's say, uh, I, I would maybe trade Jamar Chase for, for Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin is more proven and, and could be better. Maybe I'd move it back. Maybe I'd like ask for a little, you know, something, something on top. But uh, after Jamar Chase, like, there's no question that I think Godwin's the right there. Yeah, you so lost anyway. me there when you said you'd trade Chase for Godwin. But I definitely understand getting a kicker on top. I mean, Jamar Chase can only hope to be as good as Chris Godwin has been. Well, I don't want to get into this again. We had a pretty heated Patreon show. I mean, Jamar, I mean, Chris Godwin is wide receiver two in overall points and even missed a couple games that season. If Jamar Chase is ever that, you're happy. I think Jamar Chase is going ahead of Godwin in redraft right now. Uh, can't swear here, so that is just messed up. Uh, so let's move on to the the next pick here. And I, I so uh, next was Jalen Waddle. Do we talk about Jalen Waddle or just talk about God? Yeah. And uh, we're going to move on to Elijah Moore. So there was a trade where it was the 113 for Mike Evans. So this was mid-draft. Uh, Mike Evans for Elijah Moore. This was Corey. Corey's a great guy. Love him. Do not like this deal. I would take Mike Evans over Elijah Moore every day of the week. What do you guys think? I'm on Corey's side. Like, obviously, I'm a youth chaser, right? I'm looking to get tomorrow's points, not yesterday's. So, obviously, you're taking, like, you're placing a bet with a guy like Elijah, Elijah Moore, but um, it's a bet that I would place. Iraq. Like, we're talking about six year age difference. Does he uh, do Evans is going to be 28. Elijah Moore is 21. Seven year age difference. Does yeah, he do ahead. anything this this year though? And even next year? They just paid a ton of money to Corey Davis. Are you worried about Corey Davis at all? Um, I don't think Corey Davis is the big worry. I, I think they've kind of showed their cards a little bit in the sense that their Mims is practicing with the twos. So he's already earning first string reps. So you got Corey Davis and Elijah Moore as the Y and Z. And then you got, or the X, whatever. And you have Jameson Crowder playing slot. So I feel like he's going to be on the field. So I do think, I do think Elijah Moore has the potential to be special. Uh, He has has, like that Moore is better than him. Like, yeah, he has all the counting stats you want. He has all the analytics side you want in college and what you're going through. And he's on a team with a great open depth chart. I really do think that this, in a year from now, I'm going to have my foot in my mouth based on this. But I, I often think Mike Evans is criminally underrated all the time because uh, he does, because he has this, like, it's like this wave of fantasy points. Because as a Mike Evans, when you're starting Mike Evans, you're starting live week after week. It is not a great, it's not a great feeling. It doesn't benefit you enough. So that's why Mike Evans goes for these types of picks. So I, I get why this happens. I would still take Mike Evans uh, hand over fist before Elijah Moore in like a startup draft. But next year, come this time, uh, I just be eating those words. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It's just, it's just where I am now. Yeah. Like Mike Evans has had seven years, straight years of a thousand yards or more. Has never had a season under a thousand yards. If the guy is an absolute superstar. But 
So I feel like Corey's placing his balls on the table and making a <laughs> yeah. massive bet, like making this trade offer. And I love it. I, and I personally would do the same thing. Like I agree with him. I think in the future in dynasty, more is a better asset. Like his value is accruing and Mike Evans, that value is going down. And it's a big risk, big reward opportunity to do this. And that's the chance you take. And that I, I, the, so I have no problem whatsoever with the trade. I would just take Mike Evans over large more personal, like personally, but also I hope that ends, I end up being wrong. I, and I think we should move on next Jake. Cause you scooped up to the one fourteen. Uh, one of the players that may be the, the fastest rising asset in dynasty Minus the fact that they they scooped up uh, Wayne Gallman, also known as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, (laughs) So you took Trey Sermon at the 114. And you know the receivers in your head. So we have Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall. And after that, nobody cares. So we have those three. So Trey Sermon... uh, you, you, you got it right here. How do you feel about it right now, Jake? And and what was your thought process going into this? So one thing I want to point out that 114 was my pick. Um, I traded at the beginning of oh, 2020 yeah. in a trade to get Camara, And it won me the league. And it's a move that I do frequently in leagues that I'm contending is I like I trade my future first always. And if you listen to me, that might sound surprising because I'm always advocating for acquiring rookie picks. But I like acquiring rookie picks like that off season or earlier picks. Like I was able to use that value asset on my starting roster and then flip that like Camara and still get draft good players. Like I'm stuttering over my words, but there's ways that you can use rookie picks that help you all the, like, if you're not competing, you obviously want to hold your rookie picks because you don't want those fantasy points. Getting those fantasy points would hurt you. Um, so that's, I just wanted to explain that, like what I do with rookie picks there, even though it was super confusing. Um, so no, no, the trade no, no, no. I we... made to acquire the 114 was I traded Mixon and Ruggs. This is in 2020. And I acquired Antonio Gibson, Jameson Crowder, and the 114. Looking back, I think... Mixon and Ruggs alone is worth Gibson. So getting the 114 on top is just gravy. Yeah. And was this before Gibson broke out? Yes. Or just like um, right, right, it was the precipice. I can't believe it's after he broke out. I don't think it was after. I think it was probably at the precipice. Like his value definitely hadn't peaked yet, like it has this offseason. Yeah, he's the most David Johnson candidate off that, that, that 2020 rookie class, I feel like, out of anybody. Like Jonathan Taylor on the skill set, Gibson has it. But uh, so so Trey Sermon, uh, Eric, the, the <clears throat> Eric, what do you think about Trey Sermon though? I, we haven't heard anything about him this offseason. and we're this is like you know we're we're doing revisionist history here right now with this rookie draft because this is pretty early on after the rookie draft. Uh, I, I'm I, I want to get pretty excited, but I also want to get like pretty excited about grabbing the other pieces of it, like like Wayne Gallman, you know the. The, the rest of the backfield. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it's always, it's always tough with, uh, with San Francisco. Cause you don't honestly know any given time, like who the running back is going to be, but you still want pieces in that backfield because 
they're just so good at running the ball. Um, can I just say that it was shocking for me to see that Dave was the one that traded Gibson and Crowder being a Redskins fan, sorry, Washington football team fan. WFT. Um, which was kind of shocking. But Sermon himself, uh, they traded up for Sermon. Uh, They're going to use him. They use multiple backs in the backfield. He's going to be great. Like Jake added another great piece to go with, all of his other running backs and Gibson and Najee and ETN. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wanted to mention. I mean, uh, we'll... no, get, like uh, Tracer was the biggest body in that backfield, and it's not really close. May, maybe Wayne Gallman's like close, but I'm very excited to see what Tracer can do. Maybe, maybe he flames out. Maybe he's hurt. You know, like he had, he did have some struggles throughout his collegiate career, but uh, I, I, I'm all on board. So, We've uh we've lost Ryan for the rest of the night. Do you guys want to keep going, or you want to end it here? Uh, we could probably like hammer it out. Up to you guys. I figure we just go through the second round. All right. Um. So yeah, to, to continue, one of the reasons I went Trey Sermon over the rookie wide receivers, even though I have way more running backs on my team, is simply like in a fourteen team league, RBs are gonna have way more value especially in like the young rookie rookies. Um, you want to grab them whenever you get the chance. And just because you have a surplus doesn't hammering that makes it even worse for the rest of the league because there's less RBs for the rest of them to go around. Um, so we had Bateman, Rondo Moore, and Terrence Marshall, the three going after that. But sure, I kind of think as this, the wide receiver rookie tier that ends there. What do you guys think with that order? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. The, after that, it just becomes really uh murky. You think it went the right order, Bateman, Rondell, and Terrence Marshall? Uh, you can flip them however you like, really. Uh, I think they're probably close to the same tier, maybe Marshall over more, but you can make an argument for either one. What about this at this point in time, Elijah Moore versus Rashad Bateman? I love them both. Yeah. Um, I personally have Elijah Moore higher, but I think it's uh, like almost the same tier. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like them both more than Devonta Smith, Waddle, and Terrence Marshall. But I think it's definitely close. Moving on, we had uh, Dwayne traded to, into the 204. To pick Amon Ross and Brown. Dave had the 204 from the trade he made earlier in the draft with Eric. Uh, Dwayne put his balls on the table and he traded a 2023 first for the pick to select Amon Ross and Brown. Bit of a reach. What do you guys think? Uh, no, well, you're taking Brown over Tony. At this point, yes, because I've heard nothing but bad news from Tony this offseason. Uh, I'd, I'd still take Tony over Brown. But would you trade a 2023 first? A 2023 first? I mean. I don't even think Dwayne's team is 
guaranteed to be a championship level, right? So if that's low to mid, like that's an absolute no brainer for Dave. Yes, agreed. Agreed. You get a first, and then you're getting back. Uh, you get a you're getting a future first, and all you gave up was a fourth round rookie. Uh, yeah, Honestly, I'll take I'll take I'll take that all bit. It would have made more sense to me if he picked Michael Carter. At least a chance to be a starter. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I the, the thing that I I agree on paper again. You, you you send the 2023 first away for the, the 204 in a 14-team league, which makes it the, what, like 16th pick – or, sorry, 18th pick overall. Uh, that should be a slam dunk most most years and every time. If you're a big Amon St. Brown fan, I, I lead with my heart. And if he thinks Amon St. Brown – and I'm a big Amon St. Brown fan. I think in two years, Amon St. Brown could be worth uh, uh, maybe uh, – <laughs> It's going to sound bad. No, I think of it. He might be worth a first round pick in 2023. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the best piece. Case. So that, yeah, that's the best. He's reaching for the best case scenario. So that, that is why it is probably a bad idea overall is uh, you are losing value in the future for this. And that, but again, if it's a, uh, if, if I want to run outside Brown's a great player, he's on my team and I'm like a huge USC fan or a huge Detroit Lions fan. I have absolutely no problem doing this right after michael carter went and then eric's on deck and mills went before him how did you feel about that i assume Uh, you didn't take your guy (laughs) uh eric we saw you guys you saw you i and davis mills with this pick i forgot his first name (laughs) <laughs> you just saw Mills. There is yeah, a potential like, chance that I, was like, I don't know what to say. The only the only argument I have for Mills is there's a good percentage chance that that he, uh, I mean he at least gets some play, you know, and and becomes valuable to uh, somebody else who has a quarterback who's injured, and they have to have Mills in the superflex because quarterbacks do score a lot more points in this league still. So fourteen teams. I'm I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Uh, I'm reaching hard. But uh, let's let's get let's let's give it a chance, you know. Eric with the next pick takes Pat Fryermuth. How did you feel about taking Pat there first? What was available at two hundred four, considering your trade? Um, yeah, obviously, as you he he would have been still there at two hundred four, and yeah, that's good. Would you have I picked him over Carter or Amon Ra? Definitely Amon Ra. Uh, probably not Carter. Probably would have taken Carter. Um, he's a. We would have been talking about him as the tight end number one. Uh, had Pitts not, this would not have been Pitts draft year. Um, I, I really like uh, Farmouth, and uh, I do have a slight need there. I'm a, it's especially we are a tight end premium. Uh, he's definitely a future pick for sure. Like he's, uh, I don't expect much this year, but going forward, you're not playing for this year. Exactly. <laughs> Play no, for every year. No. That, <laughs> uh, that if it wasn't Pitt's draft class, that he probably would be a tight end one in most classes. Exactly. Yeah, and again, I think like most tight ends, though, you have to assume a year of no production, and and Farmuth might be in there. 
And as he gets integrated and as they figure out the thing about the Steelers that I don't worry about is that they won't figure out their quarterback situation overall, right? Uh, like moving forward. I don't see the Steelers having, you know, they're, they're not going to have uh, like, like some podunk quarterback coming to that team next season. If Roethlisberger retires after the season, I'm, I'm honestly like that franchise, I'm not overall worried about how that's going to work out. So I think Fire is a great pick. Uh, like right there at the 207, a nice tight end premium. We're it's a pretty good tight end premium. Like they're a good spot because you have all these flex spots and tight ends often outscore, you know, like wide receiver threes, whatever you're going to plug in there. So I, I really like that pick. And I do agree with it, taking him over Tony, uh, you know, like Josh Palmer, uh, Davis Mills going over Kellerman. I mean, like maybe Jay Kellerman because, you know, Cousins here in Minnesota, if Kellerman's like has some flashes, <laughs> we could have some fun. But uh, I have no expectations for Kellerman. I just like if I'm going to throw a dart, I'm throwing it on somebody who's more athletic. Anyway. So at, at 208, Steve sees that Kadarius Tony is falling and he calls up Anders. He offers a 211, a future second, and Anthony Miller. Anders yeah. Let's throw trash to move up. Let's go. First round of our super pick. And on top of like just you're just moving up three picks. He's, he's second's a decent add. But he's made moves to win now, so he expects his future second to be later in the draft next year. Yeah. So that's where this comes from, and I, I think it's totally first fine. Round rookie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just wanted to move a couple spots, make sure he gets the, the last first round wide receiver that nobody wants on their team, but does want on their team. Kind of, you know. Like I've gotten Kadarius Tony in a few a few spots just because he slipped so far, and that was my uh, Brandon Ayuk like last year. Like I moved up to get him. At that point, but he's he's not brand new. But let's hope he is. I think that the Kadarius Tony, all these offseason narratives are just you can't buy in too much into where he slipped to now. So at this point in this draft, that was a great spot to go up and get Tony, in my opinion. Corey with the next play. pick takes Joe's favorite, Joshy Palmy. Joshy Palmy's gonna have it mixed. Hey, you put one half lemonade, one half tea, you get Joshy Palmy. <laughs> and with the next pick. Dwayne comes over and puts his balls on the table again and offers Julio Jones for the 210 and selects Kellen Mond. Yeah, I would have taken Julio Jones. So after <laughs> moving a future first, he trades like an asset that will help him get points for Kellen Mond. So that, that's a future future first, and he feels like that's a need, and he's taking a big risk. I, I don't know if it's not in here with the time that this was traded, but – uh. I don't know. I, I well, uh, we should, yeah, we should just we should just move on. I guess I didn't realize this happened during the draft, and now I'm sad about it. <laughs> he, he's a Kalamon believer, clearly, and there's a possibility that Kalamon starts the games this year and in a 14 team league. Who knows? Yeah, we need to get to this 212 though, so we'll go through the 211. Yeah, which was the trade that Anders made with Steve, and he selected Amari Rogers with that pick. So he might have been selecting Amari Rodgers with the 208 regardless and got a free second. Who knows? And Amari Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers is back, Amari Rodgers is a great pick. This, yeah, is lean, this is the time to lean into that risk. Easy wide receiver two on that team. Moving so, down. So the 212, uh, I traded with Jake for this. I traded Travis Kelsey for Miles Sanders in the 212. First and foremost, there was a lot of chatter in the league about this, which I honestly just recently saw, Jake, about this deal. And I had had Travis Kelsey on the block for a long time, 
and I sent trades out to like at least half the league, at least half the league trying to move Kelsey to him and nobody was biting. I love Miles Sanders upside. And I went ahead and took another huge upside running back based on Carolina's future and a running back that I actually love uh, to, to get to this pick. And so my, my first point is, is I, I always have trade regret when I see somebody else move for somebody, but then I don't comment because I didn't make an offer. So nobody else made an offer for this whatsoever. I did not get one single Travis Kelsey offer coming into me. I just send them out. And so Jake, you know, I made a deal. And so, yeah, I sent to the, the league winner, the, the, the keystone piece, maybe to the puzzle of the Jake's team, but I don't care. Cause I'm still going to take Jake down. And so, yeah, I took uh, Chuba Hubbard here because I think Chuba Hubbard has an elite skill set uh, in, in, in like in multiple facets of the game, and I get that he is backing up Christian McCaffrey, but I'm here for it. Eric, be the voice of the rest of the league. How yeah, I was just going to say on behalf of the league, I, I believe it's just because Kelsey went to Jake. That's the only reason why you got so much flack. Um, and you're right. No one made a trade or, or offered you. I know I, I, I didn't, uh, or not. And if I did, it probably was a crap trade. Um, but, uh, it's just cause it went to, to Jake. So on the, on behalf of the league, uh, we are all crying. <laughs> it's just F you. And we don't I, like you. Hey, and I, to- <laughs> I totally get that, but I have to do what's best for my team. Right. Like in, in general and, and maybe and like, future, right? The San- maybe the Sanders deal like looks worse now, but like now Jake lost Cam Akers and maybe Travis Kelsey goes down with another, uh, like maybe he pops both Achilles and he's aging out. My team is aging out. And so I get that like, the 212 isn't a big deal, but I actually think Chuba Hubbard is a bigger deal than what people are making out of him with what he can like form into in Carolina. But long story short, yeah, I, I totally get the league's gripes and I, they can, uh, the thing is, like, that's what we have chats for, right? Like, I, I, I'm not gonna come back hard in the lead chat and get like super angry at everybody, but they, they, it's there to vent their frustrations, and I'm here for it. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely entertaining uh, for a little while there. Just uh, having. <laughs> oh, I missed it. I missed it. I didn't check the chat oh. for a while after, like, cause I saw something, and I was, I wanted to give like big middle fingers in the league chat, you know, all over the place. Be like, <laughs> no, I offered. Perfect. I tried so hard to move Kelsey to so many different teams to try to figure it out. And everybody's like, no, no, I just don't know if I can compete this year. I don't know if I can take on Travis Kelsey. And I was just so disappointed. Yeah. So this is where we ended up. I had to get, I wanted to get rid of him. So, so Steve following in my footsteps, trying to go from last to first traded to acquire his RB one miles Gaskin from me. And it took him Chenault. 212 and a 213. I traded the 212 to you and I selected Nico Collins with a 213. Yeah, I don't know about Nico Collins. <laughs> such a mixed bag. Uh, the thing I like about Nico Collins is that he is such a size mis- mix match compared to everyone else on the team. Um, Houston doesn't have a tight end of consequence. Well, Bre- we'll see what Brevin Jordan can be. But Cooks is a smaller wide receiver and I think Nico Collins will see the field. It's just a matter of who's going to be a quarterback and how many points that they could possibly score. So clearly the expectation is low. Yeah. It's good. Like Darth, you've had a lot of picks in this draft. Like, 
Good day. Well, I picked him over Dwayne Eskridge, Diami Brown, Anthony Schwartz. I, I liked Dwayne Eskridge before Tyler Lockett signed that like weirdly long, very expensive deal. And maybe he was before the draft. I just missed it, but it's uh, and Eskridge should move down for that. So, uh, last pick in the the second round, the 214, 28th pick overall, Kyle Trask, who this is the was pick that honors acquired. Um, last year, he traded me Teddy B for this second and third as well. So he went from Teddy B to Kyle Trask. Man, I don't have a take against Trask. Hopefully he secedes uh, the other the other TB besides Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I'm saying it all podcast, but a 14-team Superflex League quarterbacks get that boost, right? So at the end of a second... You- can't hate it. I'll just run through the third round quick. We had Dwayne Eskridge, Diami Brown, Kenny Gainwell, Anthony Schwartz, Eli Mitchell, Brevin Jordan, Ramadre Stevenson, Des Fitzpatrick, Cornell Powell, Hunter Long, which is a steal there in my mind, uh, Tutu Atwell, Eric, and then Tylen Wallace, Dokes and Watkins. Anybody worth mentioning? Well, Eric, two, Eric, no, first of all, Eric, Tutu Atwell. <laughs> Let's get your piece on him. Uh, second round draft pick. Honestly, it's a dart throw. Uh, he's going to more likely be special teams, but hopefully they. How did you hit him with a dart? He's such a small target. <laughs> okay first of all i'm changing my tune on tutu atwell more recently uh second round draft pick i get that he's short and and small and uh but he's super fast the thing is like what else do you want like what he can become is is so much more especially that that second round draft capital used by the rams on him and with then they upgraded their quarterback situation it's uh i am more a fan of the tutu At- uh, atwell pick like, I, he was off the draft board. I would never draft him. Like, I was taking all these guys over him. But he's he's creeping up. Like, I, I think he's worth a shot, you know, versus, like, what are we looking at here? Like, like I mean, I would take Amir Smith-Marset over him because go Hawks. God bless Iowa. But uh, that's about it over all these other guys. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe maybe you're taking uh, whatever the Rams running back is that they drafted, and you're like, what, Jake Funk? Because like that, that potentially is an open out running back competition. We know this is the time, and I've risen on Tutu Atwell. And I think here, what else do you want? What else do you want in a dart throw? Uh, a short, fast guy drafted in the second round. So Eric, I applaud you for this this draft pick because you made it before anybody else was smart enough to to move up further to grab it. it that's it's three eleven. I'm picking Tutu Atwell, who has second round draft capital. Regardless of if he makes it or not, it's it's and it's a good. I think it's a good. Like I said again, dart throw. Yeah. What else do you want? Five nine one fifty five is my exact measurements. I guarantee he's got far more Wait, muscle than me. Fantastic. Breaking news! Breaking news! Jake Patterson <laughs> measured Tutu Atwell. I'm on the player profiler. I am changing his nickname to Jake Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
measured measured by uh, measured measured by Jake Atwell. I hope he hits though, because it gives me hope. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm totally changing his name. I mean, so I don't know. I'm five ten, like one, let's say seventy eight. So he's an inch shorter. Could totally out wrestle me and so much stronger than I over me. So we'll get, we'll give two shot while everything he needs. He's he's the hope for us. So we'll took some Iowa guys in the fourth round. Smith Marset with four hundred one. First of all, Smith Marset best making ever draft ever. By the way, at four eleven, and I think those are probably both the steals of the four, fourth round. I love Tommy Tremble to at four hundred five to Kyle. Yeah. But I think those are great picks in the fourth. Yeah, it's hard in the fourth. But I did I did secure – I think I took uh, Amir Smith-Marset in every single rookie draft I've ever been in. Uh, I am a graduate of the University of Iowa. And so anytime an Iowa player is drafted, good luck getting him where I can get him. I will reach so much further than you think, and I will grab my player. And then lastly, I traded Ian Thomas for the 501 to pick Jared Patterson. No relation. Oh, I love Jared Patterson. Patterson, the Buffalo Bulls. I'm a huge Jared Patterson guy. Um, He's like the same size as Tutu Atwell, though. It's hard. He is pretty small. I wonder if I compare. Yeah. <laughs> Five, so anyway, six, so we should wrap this up though. Like uh, Eric, what do you think about the draft? How do you how do you feel about the way it went for you? Uh, I think it went pretty well. I came away with uh, Fields, Fryermuth. Um, Tutu, Schwartz, um, all things considered, not too, not too shabby. Yeah, Tutu and Schwartz were great, great values. Fields, I'm jealous about like not having Fields in more places. That's it's such a great uh, – I think Fields is going to be special, man, and I think it's going to work out really well for you, and you'll be able to have that piece for a long time. Uh, Jake, you had, you had you know, a crap ton of picks. How do you feel about how all the things went? I would have loved to get one of the top QBs, especially after trading Deshaun Watson. Like I said, I regret that immensely. But getting the wide receiver one, running back one, running back two, um, acquired Chenault. Like, I can't complain at all. I'm looking to repeat. You won't. I'll beat you, but it's all right. Uh, I mean, 13 teams to the field is a good bet that I won't. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, risk in there. I have such an old high-variance team. I'm kind of kidding, but at least, like, I will put up a fight. I can only promise that. Uh, I feel okay about my draft in general. I mean, I basically just got uh, Chuba Hubbard and Amir Smith-Marset, which is all you really need to win a championship. So that's uh, that's the. Uh, I think I think we should kind of like wrap up that draft talk. Draft talk, boys. Uh, Eric, any any closing thoughts on the night? Uh, yeah, just a shout out to both Steve and Dave and how much they're terrible people. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like, we don't talk enough about the Steve-Dave combo and, and what they contribute to the fantasy community besides being degenerates. Yeah, it's it's infuriating, actually. I don't know. It's it's tough because, like, I rank them I, weekly. I had this, like, spreadsheet. I rank them weekly. And they flip-flop between who I think is the worst, Steve or Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it's, it's great having them in the league because it's like, – it's, it's often Steve because Steve is, like, super chatty. You know, he, he has, like, self-deprecating humor, which I relate with and I like. But then, like, Dave will come in there and, like, 
take him down a notch. And then Dave will say something else. And I'm just like, what, uh, how, well, how am I supposed to do this? And it's, it's, it's what I spend about like 30 to 40 hours a week thinking about. <laughs> yeah. They take up way too much of my headspace. Yeah. I wouldn't trade them for anybody. Uh, besides Amir Smith, Marset, University of Iowa, go Hawks. But, uh, you know, probably couldn't trade them for anybody. I actually, uh, both of them, uh, they did a, a, a two person combine and <laughs> they, they, it's weird. Their measurements and athletic skills came out way higher than I thought they would. But I, I, we need a neutral party in there to make sure the Steve Dave, we do need a Steve Dave combine. We need an entire league combine. Greatest show on paper combine. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my only my only athletic measurement that matters is uh, t- uh, like a roughly tested vert of thirty inches, which is higher than David Montgomery, which makes me hard to love him. Impressive. I don't know. That's not impressive. I'm. I'm I want I'm, I'm going to turn thirty-five. I'm going to turn thirty-five in October, and it benefits me like zero. Nobody cares anymore when you're old. Just like nobody cares. Just like nobody cares about Stephen Dave. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody. To the ten people listening, the other league mates. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Any other uh, lasting thoughts for the night? Eric, favorite rookie this year? Oh, Najee. All right, Jake. Elijah. Elijah Moore or Mitchell? Elijah Moore or Mitchell? More. I, I, I was late to the party, but I'm here. All right. I'm ETM for life. Good night. Well, agreeing went not so fast. Don't forget my guy, Javonta Williams. That's my favorite rookie of 2021. Unless you're counting, of course, Justin Fields of the Bears. Anyway, we are the Fancy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. I am on Twitter at Roto Librarian, Randall for Good. Will is at Finisajo underscore Will, and Jake, of course, is at Takes with Jake. You can support us on Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com slash Joe's. We put out Patreon shows probably, um, you know, once, at least every other week. Um, we, we've missed a few shows lately, but we try to do it once a week. And we really appreciate your support. So on behalf of Jake and Will, I'm Ryan, and we are the Fantasy Joes.